Well, it just wouldn't feel right unless I quoted the dilettante that ladies love. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. This is Security Today. Welcome to Security Today. That's right, this is episode one, season two. I'm your security industry's most comebackest uncle that the ladies love. That's right, Uncle Bear. You already know what it is. It's B-A-E-R. So go follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore and this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, if you're new to the show, well, I've got a reward for you. That's right, an entire first season that's still relevant, go ahead, binge listen to it over the next day or two, and you're welcome. If you're an avid listener, welcome back, and I love you. That's right. I'm so glad you guys are here. Uh, Wonderful support from season one, awesome support coming up to season two, and I'm just so excited to bring you security today. So let's get into it. Hey, (laughs) welcome to the new season, but the first thing I want to touch on is the last season. If you remember... We went over some crazy awesome things. That's right. We talked We talked about the opioid epidemic. We talked about the marrying between PDK and Watchdog, which I've already seen some guys implementing that, and it looks fantastic. We also talked about the Notre Dame fire, which was my favorite episode. Um, we talked about OSDP, the health of the door, and of course, fucking hike, right? Well, this season, we're going to go over things like territorial reinforcement, exit hardware. We're going to take Vista and DSC, and they're going to battle it out in the ring. We're going to update you on the fire industry and, of course, talk about the cannabis market. And don't forget that Uncle Bear would always stab Hike in the throat. So let me talk about the format of the show for some of you that are new and some of you that are returning. In case you didn't remember, we always start with talking about what we're going to talk about. We get into a little chit-chat on trends and things of the security industry that we should be on the lookout for, and we go over product highlights just to hit a little bit of a, hey, look at this, go ahead, try it, and then we get into the meat, and of course, I would not leave this show out without the shout-outs of the godly low-voltage technicians that I see on Instagram platforms, and when they do quality work, when they keep it to the gold standard, they keep their cans clean, that's right. I shout them out on this show, so do good work, and uh, who knows, maybe you'll get a little bit of a shout out, but if you don't get shout out, that's cool, because it's only 13 episodes, so I only re- a season, I only really get to pick 13 people, and there's like hundreds of you guys who are doing amazing work, so who I do shout out, go ahead and give a follow, and always tell them that Uncle Bear sent you. Now, I want to get into what we're going to talk about on this episode of the first season. I'm just so pumped. I can't get over it. I'm just so amped. Listen, we're going to touch on a a camera that's pushing the industry forward and sensing and monitoring. That's right. We're also going to get into some chit-chat about a quick rundown of HDI Global's new line of readers. I know you guys are already putting them out there, but might as well say, hey, look at this. And then we're going to get into the meat of the show of what landscaping can do for your sites when it comes to preventing crime and providing security. Security, something we all should be at least considering a little bit and trying to meet when we're in front of our customer or we're in front of that client or we're on site doing a job for that client, right? So here's how we're going to do it. The first 
thing you need to know is my shout-outs were usually at the end of the show, but I'm moving them to the front of the show. That way, if you're dropping off because you're like, I can't stand this guy, at least you're following these shout-outs. So my first season shout-out, of course, is going to go to at Low Voltage Nation. This is the center and hub of the OG highest gold standard low volt group on your social media platform. From Enterprise CC to All Green Lights, you can check out the quality text that make up Low Voltage Nation and more by following the account and then DMing them how to get involved and by visiting lowvoltagenation.com. And don't forget to use the hashtag, hashtag lowvoltagenation on your lowvolt posts to promote the good name. Now, be fair warned, you lowvolt heads out there. If you're going to rep the name, you got to live up to the game. And yeah, I thought of that. Lowvolt Nation is all about the hashtag gold standard and shoddy installs, messy cans, and unkind hearts when those attitudes can just catch a foot in the ass on the way out the door. <laughs> the podcast is about being, this podcast is about being a better installer, integrator, and technician, and you can be if you want to hang with the gold team. And then you need to be a quality human being. So go follow them right now, at Low Voltage Nation. Tell them that Unk sent you. And uh, if uh, enough of you go, uh, I'll ask for royalties, and we'll divvy it up among us. So... There's something in it for you. Look, let's get down to um, one thing before I start hitting the chit-chat and some uh, meat of the show. I want to talk about the purpose of this show, okay? So I've been trying to make sure that as I go season by season, I am keeping the theme of education, right? I just want to make sure that as you listen to it and then you leave the podcast, you're being a better technician or you're being a better human being at least, right? And staying on top of trends and codes and companies and more. Um, You know, physical security was left out of the space of podcastness. That's why I thought I'd pick this up a year ago, right? Because I was looking for that physical podcast that I could listen to while I was driving or while I was on the job. Um, Something short and sweet just to keep my mind on it and chasing those 10,000 hours. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, shout out. If you haven't read that book, check it, Tipping Point. But I just want to make sure that this podcast is giving you the goods and uh, it's not just me talking into a mic all alone in my basement because that's what's happening right now. But yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the stuff of the show. So let's get to the chit chat, right? Um, let's talk about HID Global. They announced a new launch of readers called HID Signo. And it's a signature line of readers that creates a new industry benchmark for the most adaptable interoperable, and secure approach to access control. Why is that, Uncle Bear? That's what you might ask, and I'm going to tell you. The readers are interoperable with over a dozen physical and mobile credential technologies, so organizations can use HID's technology of choice and easily migrate it to the latest solution at their own pace. Additionally, with the support of Apple's enhanced contactless polling, ECP, To enable student IDs in Apple Wallet, like HID Signal is driving the next wave of flexibility and convenience with mobile access. They're literally taking the card reader to the ends of the earth of technology. It's got smart features, so it's like automatic surface detection and recalibrates and optimizes read performance based on your mounting location. It's an IP65, if you know what that means. So no additional gasket is needed, and uh, it features a capacitive, what, capacitive, yeah, touch keypad, uh, resistant to harsh weather conditions, and it really stands up to wind, rain, all of that stuff, 
And best yet, its built-in support is OSDP Secure Channel. We talked about that last season. Go freshen up or go hear it for the first time. And HID's proven security identity object technology. The readers store cryptographic keys on certified EAL6 Plus secure element hardware and custom authentication keys can be used to further enhance security. So HID's patented velocity checking feature also protects against brute force rapid electronic attacks. Check HID Signal out and DM me on Instagram if you've had the pleasure of putting this in or if you just want to chit chat about them or if you saw them or if you're like, dude, I love those things or hey, Uncle Bear, you're wrong. Here's an article that shows that whatever. Just DM me. Let me know if you've put it in, stuff like that. Let's get on to our product highlight. All right, this is out of Hirbrug, Switzerland. Lacia, I think it's Lacia, Lacia Geosystems. Um, they're part of Hexagon, which is a global leader in digital solutions, and they've developed a camera called the BLA, BLK247, right? which uh, the company says is the first 3D reality capture sensor for surveillance. The BLK247, Google that because it looks intimidating, by I think it's Leisha Geosystems, is a sensor that provides situational awareness for 3D surveillance. It identifies security threats and provides real-time alerts. So it's much more than just a sensor or a camera, it like blends it together and makes the best of both worlds. The BLK247 is said to be able to tell the difference between still and moving objects, detect various changes in both sunlight and darkness, and frame critical areas uh, with digital fences with while guaranteeing total privacy. So the capture sensor uses a combination of artificial intelligence, 3D digital fencing, edge computing, and... LiDAR enabled, which is light detection and ranging uh, enabled, change de uh, detection technology to provide situational awareness for 3D surveillance. So it looks in all directions. It identifies security threats. It provides real-time alerts, bam, right to you, both expected and unexpected changes. And these capabilities make the BLK247 very well suited for protecting public spaces across transportation, smart buildings, hospitals, schools, museums, for example, all of those things. Um, Carl Thomas Schneider, the vice president of business development at Hexagon Geosystems says, we understand that security professionals are often pushed to the limit in terms of situational awareness and that it can be difficult to catch everything that may go wrong in a busy or sensitive environment. So the BLK247 is designed specifically to help security and surveillance teams by providing a level of situational awareness that cannot be achieved through human eyes and ears alone. It will help create safer, more secure spaces worldwide, providing peace of mind for security professionals and the public alike, right? Sounds awesome. Go check it out. At least you can, like, go into work tomorrow and be like, dude, have you heard of the BK BLK247? They'll be like, no, no. And they're like, yeah, no, because I'm on my, my jam, right? So check it out. Let's get into the meat of the episode. If you don't know already, I try to get these things right around 30 minutes because podcasts that are three hours long are redonkulous unless it's Joe Rogan. I don't know if I could say that. Look, let's get into the meat. In the highly articulated words of the Bone Thugs and Harmony, because you know your boy Uncle Bear likes his hip-hop. 
Everything I need, leave it to the trees. It can make me feel better. (laughs) Maybe he was talking about something else, but I think he was talking about territorial reinforcement. That's right. This season, there's going to be several times that we dive into what is called septed principles, and we touch on certain aspects revolving around the environment. So I want to release a mini-series between uh, kind of like as I'm going through the season that I'm going to call In Short, where I plan to drop, uh, you know, a, a couple of episodes, maybe maybe three to four, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have one of them be focused on SEPTED, which is crime prevention through environmental design. Um, for this season, we're going to touch on the aspects of this, but I want to deep dive into that, so maybe just keep an eye out for it. Uh, but I want to, you know, really look into it because this is a serious way, SEPTED is a serious way to help secure a site physically and psychologically from a distance. And with the goal of security to stop or deny the threat as far away from the asset or the valuable target as possible, which is usually at the center of the building or somewhere in the building, um, SEPTED is something that all security integrators should at least know about, be able to identify, be able to offer or use when designing, integrating, or advising in security. Uh, so I think it's a good thing. Listen, when it comes to SEPTED, there are four principles, natural surveillance, natural access control, territorial reinforcement, maintenance and management. I want to start by looking at landscaping and the outer property as a security device, okay? You might think of a security device as a maglock or a strike, right? But the landscape and the perimeter of the building is actually a security device also. And this starts with territorial reinforcement. The National Crime Prevention Council put out a short report called Crime Prevention Through Environmental Design Guidebook, where they address territorial reinforcement by saying, People naturally protect a territory that they feel is their own and have a certain respect for the territory of others. So clear boundaries between public and private areas uh, achieved by using physical elements such as fences, pavement treatment, art, signs, good maintenance, and landscaping are a way to express ownership. Identifying intruders is much easier in such well-defined spaces. Physical design, look, physical design can create or extend a sphere of influence. So in this setting, users develop a sense of territorial control, while potential offenders perceive this control and are discouraged from the criminal intentions, right? Just like the NCPC said, territorial reinforcement is promoted, uh, promoted by features that define property lines and distinguish private spaces from public spaces, such as landscape plantings, pavement design, gateway treatments, fences. It uses psychology on both the offender and the potentially offended. A real-world application could be as easy as a sticker or a sign that alerts people Uh, that the site is being surveilled or protected by a well-known alarm system or something like that. We've all seen it, like this home is protected by Brinks. That right there is territorial reinforcement. It's using a psychology that if it's protected by Brinks or not, now has, number one, the potential offender or the, the person who's maybe thinking of committing the crime, it alerts them to maybe a hurdle or a uh, security ring that they're going to have to get through. And for the person who is maybe going to be uh, offended or, you know, burglarized or something like that, it allows them to 
feel safer psychologically, which is what we want security to do. We don't just want it to be something that tells the criminal, hey, good luck getting through this, but we want it to be something for our customers and our clients to be like, wow, I feel better. You know, I can sleep with more peace because after a year like this, am I right? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, that's one uh, example of territorial reinforcement. So as is, which I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you know uh, I promote As Is International. It's an organization of security integrators and uh, security management industry and stuff like that. They put out awesome, awesome content. Defines territorial reinforcement as, this is the process of establishing a sense of ownership, responsibility, and accountability in property owners, managers, or occupants to increase vigilance in identifying trespassers. So, for example, the use of small edging shrubbery along sidewalks if you're walking through an apartment complex, that marks the territory of individual apartments, and it discourages trespassers from cutting through. Also, people pay more attention to and defend a particular space if they feel psychological ownership of it. So, and and look, this isn't like a maglock, right? It's not going to keep out someone who wants to come burglarize a specific unit, but somebody with the intent of crime might second guess psychologically or at least know that when they cross that barrier, they now have to address in their own mind, I have crossed a barrier. I am somewhere that I'm not supposed to be. If you are a one, somebody, let's use that example again, somebody in that apartment complex, you see someone cutting through in, a, in, a, in an odd uh, trajectory you're going to be more inclined to be like, well, that shrubbery psychologically, subconsciously, has made me think, well, this is more mine, so now maybe I'm more of somebody who would speak up, or I'm more of somebody who would witness it or look to it and be like, what is that guy doing over there, right? So, And that's what we want out of territorial reinforcement. Properly located entrances, exits, uh, fencing, landscaping, lighting can subtly direct both foot and vehicular traffic in ways that decrease criminal opportunities. So access control can be as simple as locating a front office to a warehouse, letting that be something that shines and be like, oh, there's the front. And you're already, you're already getting ahead of yourself in helping secure the property. The next two principles of SEPTED, Crime Prevention Through Environmental Design, Uh, are natural access control and natural surveillance, which is kind of what I just mentioned. It's a blend of that territorial reinforcement. Natural access control relies on those doors, those fences, those shrubs, other physical elements to direct or keep unauthorized persons out of a particular place if they don't have legitimate reason for being there. And it's in its most elementary form, access control can be achieved in individual dwellings or commercial establishments by just the use of adequate locks, doors, windows, and barriers. This is where the theory kind of moves beyond and shows us that access control is not reduced to the question of a maglock or a strike. And while dealing with the hardware of a building, uh, access control is more easily defined right there, There are techniques when it comes to roads, walkways, alleys, and areas open to the public. You move from physical to psychological when you start to do things like 
Number one, use walkways and landscaping to direct visitors to a proper entrance and away from private areas. Or using medians in the street and neighborhoods to discourage cutting through, cutting through traffic. Um, or maybe putting a little architectural feature at the entrance of a subdivision or a neighborhood is, a help, is to help define a private property from a public one. Laying different pavement treatments, this is my favorite, um, for instance, bricking a restaurant patio that butts up to the sidewalk of a public shopping center creates like this psychological barrier crossing for someone who would have ill intent or someone who would not have ill intent and was enjoying the restaurant. So even using the, f the flooring, if you will, the natural flooring, you can begin to build in someone's mind uh, barriers for security. So by no means is a brick patio going to stop uh, a criminal from attacking a location. But this is how you push the rings of security all the way out to the edge of the property. If they have to start to jump through psychological hoops to even get to the physical entrance of the building, your security is already taking effect and unhardening their motive to commit a crime. This is really well known in a principle uh, in the global security world called defense in depth, or the concentric rings of security. Where SEPTED really shines is when natural access control meets natural surveillance. So natural surveillance, defined by the NCPC, is the fundamental premise uh, is that criminals do not wish to be observed. So surveillance, or the placing of legitimate eyes on the street, increases the perceived risk to offenders. This may also increase an actual risk to offenders if those observing are willing to act when potentially threatening situations develop. So the primary aim of surveillance is not to keep intruders out, although it may have that effect, but rather to keep intruders under observation. This is what it may look like in examples. I want to make sure you're following between the theory and uh, actual physical examples. So making the front door at least partially visible from the street and clearly visible from the driveway or parking lot, causing a criminal to have to face the psychological barrier of thinking that they have a higher chance of being observed while also making it easier to observe activity at a, at a home or uh, a business, or properly maintaining landscaping so that it provides good views in front of the building. And instance of this would be the use of small edging shrubbery along those sidewalks in an apartment complex where it makes the territory of individual apartments discourage trespassers, right? Um, landscaping should not just create blind spots or hiding spots, but it should actually kind of direct the eyes and open up to areas of vulnerability. The last way to bring these three together is clearly lighting. Look, we talked about this in episode five of season one, how light thwarts up to 39% of crime, which seems low, in 100% of it, but in the criminal world, that is amazing, right? So that's outrageous. And if you're specking a job, being asked for advice from a client, or designing a system, you have to be thinking of lighting. A simple light at the beginning of an entrance or a narrow walkway, alleyway, or breezeway between houses can really push back against a criminal using that path. All these things are to take into consideration. I know that I geek out a little bit about it and I might come on strong and I know this podcast isn't the three-hour thing where I can dive into it and so it might just kind of hit you all in the face right at once, um, 
But for the majority of you, this isn't going to be something that you're going to use today when you get on the job site. But to dive into topics like this and immerse yourself in the aspect of security and mindset that you don't regularly do will help you grow your appreciation for just your trade overall and hopefully fuel you to take your trade more seriously. There will be the guys you work with or the guys or girls that you hire um, that are there just to punch the clock. And we'll know one thing very well, uh, that they will never expand their horizons. They're just there for the job. But if you're listening to this podcast, then you are already telling me that you yourself are the technician that takes pride in your craft. You care about your trade. And I am glad to be here. And that is what Security Today is all about, to be here, to to get you in front of stuff that makes that appreciation grow. And maybe it's something that you're like, I've never heard of this. And in two or three years, you're designing SEPTED into architectural or security design. Or maybe it's just something that, you know, is a little factoid that you get to tell people when they ask about your job at a restaurant. And you're like, well, see this patio brick here? Yeah. And <laughs> trust me, it'll work. It'll work. Um, but that's why we want to be here. And so I just wanted to address those four principles uh, well, I addressed three of them. One of them is also the maintenance aspect, which I have talked about on previous episodes in season one, um, But and that's something to get into a little later. But natural surveillance, natural access control, and territorial reinforcement is a great way to start at the farthest ends um, of your asset to begin to work on that psychological uh, factor to make sure that your security is thorough right? So that's what I had to bring for Security Today, episode one. Now, I want you to take that, to chew on it, to eat it, and then I want you to DM me about it, right? If you're like, hey, this is really cool, can you tell me more? Can you point me in any direction of resources? I always put my resources in the show notes that you can click on, follow those links, read up on it, do what you can, but I at least want you to, you know, try to interact with the episode and try to interact with the people around you uh, in your security field and be like, hey, did you listen to that episode? Well, what do you think about it? Well, I thought that was really cool, or, you know, I didn't think that was so hot, or I think he's got it wrong, or even DM me about it because I love to talk to you guys, and I try to make sure that I do interact back when I'm interacted with just to, because I want to grow too. I want to be the best security technician and security design engineer that I can, and that doesn't happen just sitting alone in a basement talking into a microphone. <laughs> I can't point that out enough. Um, anyways, that's it for this episode. Remember, I'm at Uncle B-A-E-R underscore, and the show is at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. I want to thank you all for the love and support that you have been given to uh, season one, to, to getting ready for season two. It has been amazing. If you have uh, been listening to this and you've already told your mother about it, well, then I am proud of you. And I want you also to tell your buddies, your boss, your cat, and remember to be the best technician you can be when you are on this job and when you are doing what, you, um, what, what you're paid to do and your trade, man. Like, they can take everything from you, but they can't take your trade from you. It's always inside, right? So perfect it. Make it become something great. And this season is going to help you do that, hopefully. And I am excited to get into more episodes. And next time on Physical Security and Life Safety's number one podcast, you can find me here uh, 
and I just want you to subscribe so you know when that next episode comes out. And uh, I, I just, I just, I'm just so amped. I can't even finish the show. Right? I want it to go on forever. But listen, this is security today, and I can't wait to see you next week. Mm-hmm.